Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hi, my name is Lewis Howes, and welcome to the Daily Motivation Show. I got run over by a truck in a triathlon in 1986 on a biking portion of the race. I broke six vertebrae in my spine, and I was told that I'd never walk again. So the typical surgical procedure for multiple compression fractures with cord impingement is this surgical Harrington rod surgery. And in my case, they were going to cut off the parts of my vertebrae from the base of my neck to the base of my spine. And then they screw in these long stainless steel rods. And when you screw those rods in into the vertebrae, it acts like a cantilever. It lifts the spinal column off the mm. cord. But the prognosis was I probably wouldn't walk again and that the surgery was hopeful that it would give me some relief. And I think if it was any other patient besides me, I probably would have recommended the surgery, but this was me, you know? Sure. And I just couldn't rush into it. So I had four <laughs> opinions, you know, from four of the leading surgeons in Southern California, and they were adamant that I needed the surgery. All four of them. All four of them. I decided against the surgery, and I thought, well, listen, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. I'm basically laying face down. And I, so I thought, well... There's an intelligence that's giving us life, that's keeping our heart beating and digesting our food. It, it really knows how to heal way better than me. I thought, well, if it's an intelligence, it's a consciousness. And mm. consciousness is awareness, and awareness is paying attention, so it must be paying attention to me. So I said, look, maybe I'll just spend the rest of my time trying to connect to this intelligence and give it a plan, give it a design, give it a template. When I was really present and complete with that design, I would surrender this creation to this greater mind and allow it to do the healing for me. And the other thing I said is I'm not going to let any thought slip by my awareness that I don't want to experience. Now that sounds really mm. easy, mm. right? When, really but, when, but when you're faced with crisis or trauma, we tend to focus on what we don't want to have happen instead of what we do want to have happen. So I started on this journey. I decided against the surgery and it was a big revolution at the time. I went through six and a half weeks of hell. I just could not get my mind to do what I wanted to do because I'd start reconstructing my vertebrae and imaging an outcome, and then I'd start thinking, I'm going to be living in a wheelchair, or wow. should I sell my practice? So you were thinking about the way you wanted your body to look and feel in your mind. I, I reconstructed every single in vertebrae. In the mind? Yeah, in my mind. You I wanted imagine. to show it exactly three-dimensionally. And okay. I wanted to say, look, take a look at that. Because this intelligence is always present, right? So we got to be present with it. So I'd start off reconstructing my spine, and then I'd be like, Oh gosh, um, should I sell my practice? What if I live in a wheelchair? And practice, chiropractic yeah, practice yeah, this time, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I couldn't get my mind to do what I wanted to do. And then after six weeks, I just went through the whole thing. I felt like I hit a golf ball right in the sweet spot. Something clicked. And from that point forward, what took me two and a half or three hours to do, I was able to do in 45 minutes. I was firing and wiring, you know, these new circuits, and I was practicing paying attention. And then all of a sudden, I started noticing dramatic changes in my health like this. And the moment I started noticing changes in my body, what was going on outside of me, I started correlating at what I was doing inside of me. Now I was just hooked, and I just started doing it with more passion and more sincerity. Anyway, 
back on my feet in 10 and a half weeks, back training at 12 weeks, back in my clinic. And wow. I just made a deal with myself that if I was ever able to walk again, I'd spend the rest of my life studying the mind-body connection and mind over matter. And then that led me to just stop everything in my life. I just wasn't the same guy. I'd just been initiated into something and sold it all, moved to the Northwest, and uh, just started asking bigger questions like, who am I? Why am I here? What are we doing? What happens when we die? And how did all this happen for me? What, what, what was the process? I started studying the science behind it, and I couldn't find it in any conventional textbooks because this was unconventional, right? And miraculous is kind of unconventional. So I started studying quantum physics and neuroscience, epigenetics, and I started making sense. I started building this model of understanding. Then I asked the fundamental question, has anybody else done it? So then I traveled to 17 different countries and interviewed wow. hundreds and hundreds of people with serious health conditions that were treating either conventionally or unconventionally. They were staying the same or getting worse. And all of a sudden I got better. So what was the cause that produced the effect, you know? And the stories and what I learned was so amazing. I went back to school and studied neuroscience because mind was such a strong element. It wasn't diet, it wasn't celibacy, it wasn't any of those things. It was hmm. just this element. And so then I was able to figure out that there were four common things. What were the four common things? The first one was that they all believed and accepted that there was an intelligence that lived within them that was giving them life. They woke up and said, man, I got to connect again and I got to connect to my essence. And so they developed a relationship with it, just like you develop a relationship with anybody. It takes time. You got to be present. You got to connect. You got to experience. You got to be present. All of these things are important mm -hmm. elements. The second thing was that they realized that it was the mismanagement of their emotions and the hormones of stress that really began to create their condition. Now, we have an innate mechanism in our body that returns us back to order. Someone cuts you off on the LA freeway, you have an emotional reaction, but 15 minutes later, you're back to driving and you're over it, right? All organisms in nature can tolerate short-term stress. Emergency. But when it's all day long, all week, all year. Yeah, so what was once very adaptive becomes very maladaptive, because when you turn on the stress response, and you can't turn it off, now you're headed for disease because mm -hmm. nobody can live in emergency mode for that extended period of time. Well, human beings, we can turn on the stress response just by thought alone. You can think about your problems and you're producing the same biological effects. So those chemicals give the brain and body a rush of energy and people become addicted to that rush of energy. So now they use the problems and conditions in their life to reaffirm their addiction to that emotion. They need the bad job. Mm -hmm. They need the poor relationship. So that means they become addicted to the life that they don't even like. If you get angry at a coworker and all of a sudden you get an arousal in your brain and body, right? You get a rush of energy. When you start noticing that your body starts dropping, your brain starts noticing your energy starts dropping, you're automatically going to have the image of the coworker in order to what? Give your body the yeah. jolt, right? So all of a sudden people become addicted to their own thoughts, right? So these people realize that, oh my God, I've been mismanaging my attention and energy and I got to get beyond my past. I got to get beyond these emotions. I got to make some big changes. I got to break the habit of being myself. You know, I got to hmm. stop being this person. Emotions are a record of the past. And if those emotions are driving your thoughts, you're thinking in the past. And if you can't think greater than how you feel and you believe your thoughts have something to do with your destiny, you're creating more of your past, right? The hormones of stress push the genetic buttons that create disease. If you can turn on the stress response just by thought alone, your thoughts could make you sick. And if your thoughts could make you sick, is it possible that your thoughts could make you well? So the third thing they said was, so now that I know that I gotta break the habit of being myself and I can't mismanage my thoughts and feelings, I gotta change how I act, I gotta watch how I speak, I gotta become conscious 
of how unconscious I am because 95% of who we are by the time we're 35 years old is a set of memorized behaviors. Mm -hmm. So the first step to change is to become conscious of how you think, to notice how you act, to pay attention to how you feel. And the act of observing those states of mind and body separates you from that program. Turns out the more conscious you become of how unconscious you are, you know, lighting a match in a dark place, that first step creates enormous amounts of chaos in the brain and body. And it's disturbing, so people mm. just go back to the same addiction, the same emotion, the same problem. <sighs> this feels better. No, that feels familiar. So they said, okay, mm. now I gotta change. I gotta reinvent myself. So they started sitting down and thinking, okay, who in history do I admire? Where are great people, role models that I can follow? What are the qualities and characteristics that they have? How am I gonna change? You know, they, these are what we call frontal lobe questions. The creative center of the brain switches on and the emotional center settles down. So then they started thinking, how would I have to be in a new life if I was really going to heal? What would I have to change about myself? The act of mentally rehearsing something when you're truly present, your brain does not know the difference between what's going on out there and what's going on in here. In fact, your brain will begin to look like you've been doing it for the last five days and you've never run the course. Hmm. So now your brain is no longer a record of the past because typically it is. Now it's a map to the future. So now wow. you're priming your brain. The act of rehearsing who they're gonna be, what are the qualities, and beginning to get in this creative state, began to lay down the circuits of a new personality. And a new personality is connected to a new personal reality. These people began to reprogram their brain and body. And all of a sudden, they began to act differently. Why? Because they installed the circuits. They began to think differently, of right. course. They began to feel differently. They were no longer feeling pain. They're actually liking themselves, right? So then if they're living by a different emotion, they're feeling an elevated emotion before they're healing. They're not waiting for their healing to feel joy and gratitude. They're feeling gratitude and joy. Now their body's believing that it's healed because the body's feeling the emotion ahead of the experience. If the environment signals the gene and the end product of an experience in the environment is emotion, you're signaling the gene ahead of the environment. And what do genes do? Genes make proteins. And what are proteins responsible? The structure and function of the body. Now you're literally becoming somebody else. And now, you're turning down the genes for disease and you're turning up these other wow. genes. Now, the last thing they had in common, the fourth thing, is that when they were doing that rehearsal process, they had long moments where they lost track of time and space. In other words, they were so involved in their inner world mm -hmm. of imaging that when they turned the light on in the room or they lift their blindfold up or whatever they were doing, they thought it was 20 minutes later and it was an hour and 20 minutes later. And when you're truly focused and you're truly paying attention and you're in the present moment, all of a sudden, you will leave this three-dimensional reality. Mm. And when you leave this three-dimensional reality, there's only one other place you go, and that is the realm of thought, and that's called the quantum field. And that quantum field is where all possibilities exist, right? So they were connecting to a field of information that had everything to do with the first principle, which is that invisible intelligence that's both within us and all around us, personal and universal. It is the unifying field that governs everything material in this world. And you're gonna change something material? That means you gotta get beyond your body to heal your body. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Daily Motivation, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to click the link in the description that will take you to the full episode of our main podcast on the School of Greatness. And if you are loving The Daily Motivation, please 
follow us over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts right now. And if you want more exclusive content and ad-free listening experience, make sure to subscribe to our Greatness Plus channel on Apple Podcasts right now. And if you want to get even more inspiration from our world-class guests and learn how to improve your life and take it to the next level, then make sure to sign up for the Greatness Newsletter and get it delivered right to your inbox over at greatness.com slash newsletter. Again, have an amazing day, and I'll see you tomorrow with another episode of the Daily Motivation Show.